Hey guys, welcome back to Love on the Line. We are so excited to be back in your ears again this week. It's Tam. And it's Fees. We're so keen. Oh my goodness, can we just talk about how last episode went? I'm still on a high from it. I love it. We just released it today, and so this would be a week ago when we're recording, and phenomenal feedback. We loved recording the episode. We love that people are now talking about it, which is so cool. It's so exciting. We've actually also had some feedback um, of someone wanting us to do a whole episode on soul ties, so we'd be so keen for that. So let us know your thoughts on that or any other things we touched on in that episode that you'd like some more info on. Thebes, this week it's been a hectic week. Give me a high, give me a low, give me a three in a row. That's the childcare in us that we find that amusing. Oh, okay. Okay, I'll start on my low so we can end on a high. I got just such an unwarranted message, but it was just really like kind of nasty and just really threw off my vibe. I was like at work and I was like, oh, this sucks. But um, so that wasn't the best. But my high, so after we record recorded last week's episode it was like 9 55 so tam and i were just like we have to cure that ice cream craving and so we grab our crocs <laughs> tam does not grab shoes we we get in my car i'm kidding you not this is normally a 10 to 12 minute drive we got there in four minutes i dropped tam off she's sprinting in cloud pajamas and no shoes to get to messina she gets there at 9 59 on the dot i don't know how i got us there green lights god is good and we got our ice cream chilled out had a cute chat and we were i think we were just so impressed by our adrenaline infused efforts to get that dessert but hey in a crisis we're great Honestly, I said to Phoebes, I was like, if I'm ever mid-labor and, like, you can see the head, you are my driver. Screw my husband. If we can get Messina in four minutes, we can do anything. But, oh, my gosh, it was the worst. I Odd socks. Not not even matching socks. I mean, shorty, shorty, short, bright blue cloud pajamas. And I was like, I'm not going to see anyone at 9.59 p.m. on a random Tuesday. Now, first of all, I don't run. Like, there's been one of three times in my life where I've actually tried to run. But you know what? Nothing will stop me if it's for food. Anyway, so I'm running, jiggling about, and all I hear is, damn. And I was like, oh, honestly, this better be the Lord coming because I'm not ready to see anyone. And it's a few of my mates. And I was like, sorry, i got to go. i got to get ice cream. And then we had to circle back around. And it was, it was awful. The walk of shame after us securing. What flavor did you end up getting us? I don't remember. Oh, it was so good. It was like Dolce de Leche with like shortbread biscuits and oh my days. Okay, so that was obviously my high because the, not just the adrenaline high, it was just a great part of our week. Um, What was your low? Oh, my low this week was I'm not like a crier, but I've just been a bit emotional this week. I think... Just a bit overwhelmed. I haven't really had a break to myself because everything's just go, go, go. Like I'll leave home at 6.30 in the morning and then get home at like 11 or something. Like it's just been a bit intense, but such is life. My high, I have to go to Melbourne um, the end of April for my visa because it got declined. Anyway, so I have to go to Melbourne and my best friend and I just booked our flights this morning. So I'm very excited. Phoebe's looking over at me like, oh, she's got another best friend. Are you kidding me? But I'm excited. No, that's fair though. I feel like everyone, 
is in the same boat as you at the moment with like just feeling so overwhelmed with like uni work-life balance I don't know why I think this return to semester has just thrown everybody out of whack compared to every other one we've had maybe because people are all back on campus at the moment but I think everyone very much feels you there and because last time we were at uni it was COVID so I was at home like I just jump into my class from my bed and now it's oh I gotta get up and that means it's I'm losing an hour of sleep and then when I go somewhere else it's another hour I have to travel so even if you're not in uni just like everything's back and it's a bit hectic and the start of the year goes so fast like how are we nearly finished March we'll be finished March I'm pretty sure maybe by the time this comes out almost yeah like it's almost Easter that's what I can't comprehend anyway this week we wanted to take a bit of a chill vibe I think we like that approach after a heavy topic just catch up with you guys and also we're quite new so just get to know us a little bit more so we popped a Q&A box on our Instagram and our DMs have been flooded with absolutely juicy questions that we can't wait to answer for you we're so excited so thank you for everyone that sent them in there's some real good ones in here um, our first one, it's, um, as you can tell, really anonymous. So I don't know if anyone will be able to guess who sent this in, but I think it's our duty as we received it. We should broadcast it. Um, is your friend Luke single? I've heard amazing things. Who's that from? I've got no idea. No idea. Um, he is actually single, but I haven't heard amazing things. I think he's really focusing on um, just himself at the moment. Um, he loves building Lego. Um, he's also really into... What's that movie he loves? That really old movie, Flubber? I don't know if anyone watched it. It's this little green gel thing. Um, and in his spare time, he actually really likes to dress up as Flubber. Um, you know, we love and support Luke in, and Luke Armstrong. I'm just naming and shaming in everything that he does. Um, but yeah, if you're into Flubber, you know, Luke's your kind of guy. He is your kind of guy. So, hey, if you like to get a bit green, um, <laughs> a bit wiggly, <laughs> Luke's your guy. Some might say he's the lean green machine. Uh, no, in all fairness, we're so hyping Luke up. He's such a great guy, such a great friend. Ladies, you'd be lucky to snatch him up. Neither of us want to do that, but, you know, someone else will do that for him. Definitely. No, Luke's a catch. Um, but a serious question. Oh, not serious, but like an actual proper question. Um, what is your... What is the pettiest thing you have ever done? Okay, I was trying to think of this because I feel like I'm not super petty, but like not petty. Sorry, I I love you more than anything in the world, but damn, that when I went away with your family at Christmas, you can be so petty. Okay, that's what I was going to say. I'm not super petty with like big things, but like little things. I'm very petty. Like... My dad and I fight over food all the time. Like, oh, actually, literally the other night at dinner, I was so petty. We had corn fritters. Love me a corn fritter. I took like four of them and then he had some. And then I took like I had more and I finished the plate and I put the paper towel over it. And I was like, oh, dad, there's more corn fritters left for you. And then he opened up the paper towel and there was nothing there. So I just love getting a rile out of him because it's so funny. That is so petty. I love that. Oh my gosh, I wish mine was a bit more lighthearted. What's yours? Okay, so I'm in year 10. 
So already petty vibes a whole way. I was, oh, anyway, me and my mom had just been to the movies and we were in the car. I don't know what we were fighting about, but it was like heated because also I'm in year 10. So my hormones are everywhere. And I decide, she's driving in the car park. I decide to jump out of a moving car and (laughs) launch myself out of the car onto, she's like driving, like driving. Like it's like 20 Ks an hour, but still. Anyway, I bruise all of my legs in my skinny jeans. And then she's like, Phoebe, get back in the car. You're being ridiculous and dramatic, which I was, but I wasn't going to let her win this argument. So I walked home. It took me four hours to get home and so many hills. And literally it was the worst. It was like, we'd left at like eight o'clock at night. I got home at midnight. I could not walk the next day because my legs were so sore from jumping out of a car and walking four hours home by myself at 16. Okay, when I think I'm dramatic, that is next level. But that's like, did you ever um, pack a suitcase and like threaten to leave and stuff? Always. I tied all my tights together when I was like 10 and I was like, I'm going to use it to jump down my wall. I never did it. But I planned to be like, okay, Macca's is 24 hours. I'll sleep there. Like I'll get the bus to school in the morning. I was so dramatic. I full on packed a suitcase and I up and left and a little, little young podgy Tam. Like I was like, I told them I'm at that. I told them I'm going to leave. Like, I have to leave. Even though I was like, where the F am I going to go? Like, I got no money. I got no food. I've got like three pairs of tights at the top. I'm not making it anyway. So I was like, okay, what do I do? I stood in front of the garage so no one in the house could see me. And they all thought I had gone. But then because I was scared of the dark, I'd like put my hand out for the sensor light to turn on so it doesn't go dark. So my parents are like, why the heck is the light just flashing? And it's just me like standing there. We really thought we were like invincible and could actually survive on our own. Like imagine. I know. I thought of another one just quickly. So there was this girl that I used to work at Boost with and Alicia and I being little shits that we are. Can I say that? And Alicia and I, being the little turds that we are, um, messaged her from one of our phones or something being like, you've got the new like manager position. And then she came in and was like, guys, like I got the new manager position, like so excited. And then like she was hyping it up and we had to be like, oh, we sent that to you. How bad. That's not just petty. That's mean. That's just mean. I know. It's really mean. It was so funny at the time and like now none of us are friends so it's even funnier but whatever oh dear probably because of that what about um this is another question something you wish you could say to someone from your past i'm gonna add and who would it be you know when you like plan maybe this is just me like when you're in the car or you're in the shower and you like practice arguments like if you ever got the chance to have them i'm not an argumentative person but that is such a lie phoebe that was like someone at work was like phoebe is telling me she's not a conflict person i was like shut up i am with you but in a good way because i care about this relationship enough to be like honest with each other and you are with me true i just kind of think about if a guy that i used to see would like hit me up again like that i used to like actually date in person imagine if they were ever to like come back like what I'd say to them and just like my full stance response being like you like you lost your chance with me like all this dramatic stuff but that's probably it I wish I could have said to one of my friends when she was in a relationship that this is like the most toxic thing in the whole entire world um without like a fear of her 
not being my friend anymore kind of thing. I changed my answer to your answer. I completely agree. Because they like, we're not friends anymore, so it doesn't matter. But they um, had spoken and I think they actually actioned it, had a joint bank account together for wanting to like move out together and they broke up. I'm like, dude, you're literally like 18, 19 and she's not going out to dinner with the girls and stuff. I'm like, oh, what are you doing? Like so stupid. Love is just so blinding, hey? Like it literally, you can't convince someone to leave a relationship when they're in love with someone. It's just like they are so blinded by that. It's it's actually crazy like what love can do to people. Right, but then I think about my friends' opinions are pretty important and there are things that I haven't like acted on if my friends have said something because it kind of has weighed like something on my heart and obviously their opinions aren't a hundred percent but it's still if some if my friend is telling me hey your boyfriend is kind of toxic or your boyfriend isn't treating you well I'd at least give it a thought yeah I agree but also like just from what obviously like I've never been in love but like I've had like I feel like I've had glimpses of it and like that blinding thing And, like, you can kind of tell someone whatever, like, you can be 100% honest with them. But I think unless their heart is able to hear it, I don't think they're going to. Just from my experience and also what other people have said. Which just sucks because you're right. Because, like, your friend's opinion should, like, your friend should still be able to tell you that kind of stuff. But that's what I mean. I think it's just genuinely an overpowering emotion. True. I remember at a time in your life and our friendship, you actually didn't tell me something. And then after this event had happened, I told you that you didn't tell me because you knew it was the wrong thing. And you 100% admitted that. So sometimes it's like, oh, it just has to be after. But it's so annoying when you're that friend. But yeah, 100%. Like it sucks to be that friend when you can see your friend deserves so much better and your friend is in a bad situation all you want to do is save them from it but at the end of the day I think it's up to them who do you think like if you were to touch wood that it won't happen but die today (laughs) who do you think would cry the most at your funeral (laughs) I'm not laughing because it's a funny thing I'm just like it we got in real deep real quick my day is happy freaking Tuesday the cry the most well my mom probably But that's such an obvious answer. But if that's the answer, that's the answer. She's just very emotional. I'm literally the light of this woman's life. She'll admit it to you. Sorry, Mel, my sister. I'm the favorite of the sisters, but her grandchildren are, honestly, it's so cute. When my mum talks about the grandkids, like her whole face just lights up. It's very cute. So I don't have any any win over that but I think she'd cry a lot at my funeral you're really bumping Mel down the list there even more (laughs) bringing in the grandkids that's it I think mine would be my granddad my poppy maxi bon little maxi bon we're just very close and like I was his first like grandchild but um I also live with him and we're just very close and I just know that I think he'd be a bit of a mess but I love him we were talking about in the car the other day like who gets to die first and Uh, besides who out of Phoebe and I get to die first when you think about it like of your friends someone is gonna have none of the girls at their funeral no I know how sad is that so I'd like to go second because first I get to have that grieving moment (laughs) 
And I don't like. I don't want to go first. That's like that's lame. I want to go second. Grief is not a cultural movement. Grief is horrific. Church literally did an incredible sermon on grief on the weekend. Oh, Tara. No, I'm not making fun of grief. I'm just being selfish. I just don't want to be the first one to go and still miss out on things. Like, I'm happy to go second or third. Yeah, fair. I don't re. Oh, I'm just don't want more loss. I'm just kind of like, I'm done. <laughs> I'm like, I'm happy to go first. Not soon. I'd like a bit longer if that's in the plan. But I know I'm always like, Jesus, take the wheel and not my life. <laughs> How scary is that, though? Not scary, but just like in the sense that every breath we take is like up to him dang oh my goodness but then i also think it goes so fast this is a bit morbid but like you know when you get those this isn't morbid you know when you get those sharp pains under your boobs slash in your heart and you're like is this my time that happens so often and i genuinely think it this could be it for me like i could be gone right now but i don't know what it actually is i don't know either but most women get it and yeah i always think it's a heart attack i'm like i'm gone love you lord jesus my savior keen to see you soon yeah but i'm like i'm just dramatic and it's just a bit of a spasm i think i know but then how do i tell if i'm having a heart attack because is it the same thing? I don't know. Well, in your heart attack, I think you feel it in your arm first. And I think it is a lot more extreme than... I think it's your left arm as well. I don't know. Anyway, I would like to die first out of the two of us. I reckon I would die first just because I'm so dumb. I've spilt two juices on myself this week. One all over my friend Kate and my laptop at uni. And then in the car this afternoon, I just whacked myself in the face and put all my Pepsi on me. And you spilt jam all over yourself on Saturday as well. What a mess. My dress is currently stuck to the floor because I haven't washed it. That is a hot mess. I mean, I hope you don't. I hope, like, obviously we're not immortal. It's going to happen. But I don't want to think about it. Let's, let's move on. I don't want to think about dying. Yeah, we can Romeo and Juliet style it. We'll go together. Oh my gosh, like Thelma and Louise where they drive off the cliff. Yeah, that's a much better ending. Romeo and Juliet didn't really work out. Sorry. Um. Oh, I really like this question. A pivotal moment in your life so far that has helped shape who you are today. Oh, I'm going to need a second to think about it. What's your, do you have yours yet? Yeah, so mine would probably be when I went to the Solomon Islands. So my high school did like a mission trip um, for two weeks and that was really great. But I like begged them to let me go back. Um, So once I graduated high school, I went there for a few months and like taught English in the local school. And it was literally the best time of my life. Like the people there are phenomenal and the culture I love and Oh, I would go back there in a heartbeat. I reckon I'll teach there one day, but it's just, I think it really solidified for me wanting to be a teacher because I changed from wanting to do law to wanting to do teaching. And then I was like, oh, like, I don't know. And then I went there and I just fell in love with teaching. And it's such a reward seeing kids just understand things for the first time. And also just being able to have that independence and being by myself and then also by myself in such a different country I think has made me super independent now so I loved it did you think of one yet oh I love that I had a similar experience in Fiji but I think you reminded me of like my first um prac I went on in teaching it was at an SSP school so it was like a special behavior school so there's a lot of kids with autism um non-verbal students but also there's a lot of students in like lower socioeconomic regions that couldn't really cope in mainstream schools and I just got placed there on a whim like I literally didn't choose it at all but I ended up like falling in love with that system and that 
um, those kind of schools. And the kids were just incredible. Like, it was hard, 100%. Like, even some of the teachers there were saying, don't get stuck here. <laughs> but I really love that environment. I love teaching in that way. So I'd love to go into that kind of area in teaching. Or my dream is to, like, build a school somewhere in a developing country that's, like, way down the track, like, life goal. But um, I'm also not sure where my life is going career-wise at the moment. So Why do you say that? This is the first time I'm hearing it, so... You know this. Oh my gosh, yes! Explain that. Yes, that's exciting. Two years ago, like in 2020, I got prophesied over. There was a lot of stuff. So prophecy, if we don't know. um, Essentially... Oh, can you explain it? Because I don't know how to explain it. So prophecy... Look, I haven't looked a great deal into it, but it is essentially when someone has the gift from the Lord to be able to essentially give you a little bit of insight into what god's plan is for you that's really the simplest way i can explain it um it needs to be from the bible it needs to be from the lord um obviously um but that's probably the simplest way someone is given this god-given gift to give you a little bit of insight into your future your past your present um or just what god has planned for you yeah so god kind of speaks through them specifically regarding your future and his plan for you um so two years ago I was prophesied over and yeah, a lot of things were said, but essentially I was told that I was going to be a pastor um, and kind of lead a church with my husband as well, um, whoever that is. But I was like, okay, I wrote it all down the second it happened. Just so I was like, oh, just remember, see kind of how that lines up in the future, like pray about it, whatever. And then when was it? When I started going to my new church, I went to my first connect group and it was just me and two of the leaders and one of them prophesied over me saying pretty much exactly the same thing that this prophecy two years ago had said. Um, And then the other leader was like, I just received that image from God as well. So I'm like, okay, well, three sources are saying it. That's pretty cool. I went home, prayed about it. Just was like, God, like, just make it super, super clear if this is your plan for me. Um, Because obviously I don't want to be misconstrued whatever anyway and then two days like I told Tam about it like the next day a few days later she's like oh my gosh by the way I was at youth we had a panel with like a pastor and he brought up Phoebe in the bible who was a prophet and a like preacher and I was like Phoebe's mentioned the bible like once for like two verses I was like that is insane what the heck anyway so this is all in days of each other and then I had to do a spiritual gift test for this church that this designed and my results came out Number one, Pastor Shepherd is my spiritual gift. So we'll see where that goes. But it's very exciting to kind of like feel God showing up a little bit and kind of having some direction somewhere. But yeah, I've just got to pe- keep praying about it because I'm currently studying teaching. So, But like that's still a teaching role. You know what I mean? That's funny. Also, you don't have to add this in. But I just realized when you said about because I didn't realize it was the husband part as well. You'd be leading a church with your husband. Um, when you see a next male or when you see the next male in your life, that should be your reminder. Can this man lead a church with me? And if he can't, he's not the man for me. That's so true because literally all three of them said that. Like they said, I see you doing this with somebody and that person being your partner. This kind of leads on to another question we got sent in is how do you know he's the one? So I guess for me, that would come into it a lot when 
dating is like, is this guy so ground and God and capable of getting there or going that way? But even in the sense of, you know, maybe you might not lead a church, but like mm-hmm. we're told that like we are the church. Can this guy still lead a church? Like, is he able to be that light? I don't know. I think that's a good reminder for you. I mean, just for me too, like everyone. But yeah. um, how do I know if he's the one? Well, I don't because I'm single. I want to say that your fundamental morals need to align. So for Christians, that would be they are Christian. If you're not Christian, just your morals and ethics, like fundamentally your non-negotiables, they need to align. Obviously, there are some things that are a bit gray in life, but they need to align. Then I think he needs to get on with the family as much as you get on with the family because everyone's family dynamic is different. I think you need to feel super secure in that this person isn't actually making you whole. Like when people say, here's my better half. I'm like, okay, were you you a half person before? This person needs to add to your life. And I think that, you know, he's the one when you genuinely can't see doing life without him because he just adds so much to your life. That's what I would be hoping for. Like when I meet my future partner. Yeah, I agree. Like, he definitely should just be an addition, not your everything. Um, Because then if you lose that, what have you got left? Do you know what I mean? Um, I agree. Foundational stuff super important. Like, for us, it's faith. For whoever it is, it's those um, firm morals and values that are just ingrained in you and you need to meet on that. Um, I think you just have to look at someone's character above everything. But also, I think it's important that you actually have a genuine love and care for each other. The same in our friendships that we talk about. Because, you know, I've dated guys that have, like, ticked every box, but it's not been... I haven't actually enjoyed being with them or, like, spending time with them. So you have to... I feel like it would just be right. But like you said, I think also most importantly, you feel very secure and very safe. Mm. And I also think like you just have so much fun together because I know the saying it's pretty corny like oh like you should marry your best friend don't replace your best friend I hate when girls do that and they just absolutely ditch the gals but I think that yeah like they should just be your best friend and like you feel so comfortable coming to them you have the best time ever like I can't wait to travel with my partner people say like oh like do all those things by yourself and I agree but I'm also like oh I can't wait to do these things with like the love of my life it will be so fun but also I am kind of liking the stage we're in because it's like the last time really in our life that we don't have any sort of idea of what the next decades are gonna look like unless we're like 50 and single so that'll be really fun yeah but at least we'll be doing it together on our roller skates in in kellyville honestly i reckon we should make a pact if we get to 50 no men we'll just co-parent a child at 50 50 is a bit old 40 i'm down let's let's make that pact because we both want kids might as well we can move to the Solomons or Fiji. I was thinking like Cronulla, Mossman, but you know, <laughs> there's beaches there too. Oh, I love it. Just an island gal. Just want to grow, like have my kids just like outside all the time. I just love Fijian culture. I miss it so much. I think what's actually going to happen is Phoebe and I will co-parent this child and then she'll ditch me for a beautiful <gasps> islander man. That's her real plan here. Not at 40. I don't know what your plan is, man. Maybe, maybe. I think 
I'd resort to Fiji before that point if that was really the issue here. That's fair. Also, I reckon, like, honestly, all power to women who do this. Just raising a child by themselves. So, obviously, they're single mums, but um, women who are not in a relationship and they've got this deep desire to be mums, like, I all power to them. I think that's incredible and I 100% would do that. If I get to an age where, you know, like, genetic or you know bio you know biologically where the clock is like kind of ticking I would 100% do that for sure definitely like if um you feel a calling to be a mother I why not like it's incredibly just so progressive I love it this one's pretty funny what is the most embarrassing thing your parents or parent has ever caught you doing I feel like I know your answer, but I don't know if it's appropriate to share on the pod. I'm not going to share that story on the pod. I know exactly what you're talking about. (laughs) But um, I remember when I was younger, I was such a Barbie girl. Like I I had like hundreds of Barbies. They were my favorite. But I remember when I was like seven or eight, I'd like start to make them kiss because (laughs) they were dating or they were married. I was like, oh, it's just normal. But I just remember my mom like walked in once when I was making them, you know, make out or whatever. <laughs> and it was like the mom and dad or whatever. But I was just humiliated. Like I was so embarrassed. And I was like, I cannot look at my mom again. That's so funny. Just playing families. That's funny. I think mine's just like the everyday occurrences for me. Like if you know me, I mean, you'd know by now, seven eps into the pod, I sing almost every episode. But you know, like when you just get into it i know anna who's listening she'll understand like you got to get the hairbrush out as a microphone you're getting into character like i've got my yonsei dance moves on and then mum will just like open the door to tell me something and like my eyes are closed i've got mike midhand i'm like oh my gosh i want to die so those ones or one that's embarrassing to look back on now in the moment i was like go tam Mum and dad and my sister come home. We're still in South Africa at this point. I'm literally sitting like a Buddha, crossed legged. Now, if you've seen photos of me as a child, I uh, baby fat. We'll just say it's that. Anyway, particularly chubs. Anyway, I'm sitting cross legged like a Buddha on the couch watching TV. I am probably like five at this point. I've gotten the step stool. I've opened up the freezer door. I've gotten a whole tub of Rolo ice cream, gone down my little step stool, waddled over to the couch, and I'm literally just spooning a whole tub of ice cream at like five years old. And my mum and dad walk in and they were like, what is this child doing? So a bit embarrassing now that I look on it, but yeah. I literally, you just remind me, I did the same thing, but with peanut butter from the jar. I sat in front of Lion King and ate a whole jar of peanut butter at five years old. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. No wonder we love ice cream now <laughs> we just had to do it i know i mean i like you do that now but it's just at five like why did i already know what to do you were already on it absolutely i was living in a bridget jones movie okay this one is easy because we both have the same answer wheels or doors absolutely doors if you say wheels you're wrong yep i think we're gonna keep it short and sweet it's doors 100 percent. lockers desks pantries don't even try and even apartment buildings and the doors on little dollhouses. Are you kidding? It's not even worth arguing, is it? Oh, a different one. I think maybe it would have been you. Yeah. Windows. I just yelled. 
windows or doors this one's harder i still think doors because if you think okay think about a plane yes they have windows but there's all the little doors there's all the little like trays and things like yes like things have windows but there's little like compartment doors in each thing as well that is true but then if a window is like a glass thing you can see through what about the screens on everyone's phone i don't care that's not a window okay but then a car there's five doors but one two three four five six windows yeah but there's also like the compartment the console it is a door it's a door door. that's not a door that's so a door anyway we're not gonna start this argument we'll agree disagree about our wheels and doors it's doors and wheels and doors and windows it's windows we'll post it on the gram and see what everyone thinks Okay, so one of my friends sent this in. I'm not going to name who it is, but she is needing advice. So she said, my boyfriend told me my best friend's boyfriend is cheating on her. What do I do? As in, where do my loyalties lie? My boyfriend has asked me not to say anything. I think it's a bit unfair that your boyfriend's asked you not to say anything if it's your best friend. The best friend changes everything. So I think I'd still have a very similar answer if it was just like a friend or like someone you knew. But like you have to tell your best friend. Like that's just the rule. Like I understand that the boyfriend probably is worried that he's going to find out he's been betrayed or whatever. But that's too big of a thing. Like because that is relationship ending worthy at this rate. Yeah, I think if it was like your boyfriend's mate who was cheating on some random girl, still horrible, but it's not really a place to say anything. If it was your best friend, what I would do if it, if I was in the situation, like my boyfriend's just told me that Phoebe's boyfriend's cheating on her, awful situation. What I would do, I'd go to Phoebe's boyfriend and be like, hey, I'm privy to this information. You have until the end of the day to tell her. And if you're not going to man up and grow some balls and tell your girlfriend that you're cheating on her, I'm going to do it for you. Like we're time framing it. That's 100% happening because it needs to happen. Like I don't want to be the one to tell you, but he, I'm giving him the opportunity. I think that's a really good way to do it. Because yeah, you're giving him the opportunity to do it and do the right thing. But you're also like, but she's my best friend. And then if you don't do it, but. But then it's like, I understand the dilemma is how your boyfriend's going to feel. But hopefully you have a good enough relationship where he understands that you love your best friend as well. And she's very important to you. And clearly it's the right thing to do. Yeah. And you don't need to tell the guy that your boyfriend told you. You can just say like, I just found this out. Like someone saw it or something um but also hopefully your boyfriend understands that your best friend is a priority right now and he wouldn't want you to be keeping things from your best friend so i'd approach your best friend's boyfriend straight up give him a time and he needs to do it okay this one i've been asked before and i thought it was a really interesting question if you weren't a christian what is something in your life that would change and what is something you would do Okay, something that I would do, a bit controversial in the church, um, but I do see quite a lot of merit to it, um, is probably move in with my partner before we get married because I think it's important to navigate that because that could be a deal breaker for someone um, in your partner's like lifestyle and how they are in the house. So probably that I would try out, but also, yeah, I'm probably not going to do that. Um, something in my life that would change, like lifestyle. 
I'd probably be a lot more selfish and just like live life love. Like, I don't know, just live my life without really caring about what happens because like I don't really know what happens. You know what I mean? So that would probably be it. And I think I'd have a lot less consideration of consequences to my actions because I don't obviously there's moral judgment and there's everyone has different morals and values but I think I just wouldn't it wouldn't be that for that holy reason I guess but something I would do if I wasn't a Christian I absolutely love Love Island last year's was so good Tina I love you (laughs) she's the best but um I would so go on Love Island if I wasn't a Christian like obviously I wouldn't because I am but I just love the show I'd love to get paid to sit in the sun for six weeks with hot guys hot girls just like free food in a villa play those games like oh it would be so fun literally even on like maths maths would be the best or batchy in paradise I love batchy in paradise it's more classy than love on the than love on the line than love island I think batchy in paradise is a bit classier but it's a lot trashier than like bachelorette don't you find like I feel like it's so raunchy but like that's kind of why I love it (laughs) I think Bachelorette is like, and Bachelor is so like, fake. I hate them. I hate them. I like Bachelor in Paradise is my favorite of that franchise. I did like Maths after I got into it, but Love Island UK was my favorite for a long time. Um, but I don't know, last season of Love Island Australia just got me. I just loved it. I don't think it was the best season, to be honest, but I'm such a UK girl. Me too. I first watched it in 2016 when I was over there. So it was season two and it was incredible. I've been hooked ever since. No, you know what I would do? I would go on Geordie Shore. That is my absolute dream. I love Geordie Shore. How did we not think of that? You, oh my gosh, Tam and I binged season five when we were away because it was raining, El Nino. But, um... No, it was, oh my gosh, yes. We literally were like, imagine if we ever partied that hard. And I, I just, they're so fascinating to me. Like everyone is saying, when I go to Europe, I'm going to go to Rome and Paris. I'm like, I want to go to Geordie. I just want to go out on the tune in Geordie Shore. But this is what we talk about like last week. Like the world is so tempting and so gratifying. Like we do love these things and being a Christian isn't about feeling deprived or like like I'm not actually that cut up I can't go on Love Island like it's not that big of a sacrifice but the reason I don't want to do it is because it's not going to fulfill my soul it's not going to like feed my heart like yes those guys get fame from it and they get some you know cheeky pash but it's actually like I want so much more and that's so we don't feel like we're missing out by not being able to do those things and but we actually don't want to yeah, we were just chatting before we asked the question and there was like dead silence because I was like, the only things I couldn't do would be those reality shows, which is stupid. Like I, there's no limitations on what I want to do. Obviously, there are things that I'm like, why would I want to do that? That conflicts with everything I believe in, but I don't feel restricted at all by anything, which is kind of cool. Yeah, it's great. God's pretty cool. It's a, It's definitely worth the sacrifice, I think. I have a great question that I've just seen. Is it okay to be attracted to other people when you're in a relationship? I'm so torn. 
because oh I don't know okay first of all we've never been in love so who knows if you get attracted to other people when you're in love I'm assuming you do because I've seen the Kardashians and I've seen all those things oh yep that's definitely where you want to get all of your sources from Phoebe all of them have been divorced (laughs) anyway I don't know because last is that coming to it because I oh I don't know well I'm like you can find people attractive you're obviously, I don't think, oh, I want to say you can't be sexually attracted, but you can't control that. I think it's obviously all comes down to acting on it. That's the biggest thing. Obviously, if you act on that attraction, that's not okay. What are your thoughts on like your boyfriend following like female influencers on Instagram? I honestly don't care. Like, I feel like I'm pretty confident in myself and my character that if I would probably wouldn't be dating someone who's following like porn stars on Instagram or people who do like OnlyFans, you know, I'm like, well, why are we dating? You're not the kind of guy I want. But I'm also like, not for the guy in my situation. Doesn't hurt to window shop. I'm not buying anything. I'm not acting on anything. I'm just appreciating God's creation. Yeah, I think if you're not actively seeking it out, it's fine. But if you like walk past someone, you can't help being like, oh, they're be- they're a beautiful human. Like, I think that's fine. Your husband. In all honesty, I have not seen many Jason Momoas walking around the hills. And so it's kind of normal that you're like, oh, my gosh, I find this guy so sexy. Like, that's fine. You're never, ever going to hook up with Jason Momoa. Yeah, I reckon. I reckon it's all right. I mean, other people have different opinions. But I think as long as you're secure in your relationship and they're not actively, like, searching hot girls on TikTok, like, it's fine. Like, I'm assuming. But it's obviously down to everyone's own relationship but we've absolutely loved catching up with you guys hopefully you enjoyed learning a little bit more about us how petty we can be some awkward stories and you might even see us on love island or maths one day i hope not but we are so keen to see you next week make sure you're following us on instagram at love on the line pod and also rating our show on spotify it really helps us out giving us a cheeky five stars and also we want you to be sharing the pod with everyone we're so close to 1k streams and we can't wait to do a little giveaway for that we absolutely love you keep interacting with us letting us know how you're liking it we hope you love it as much as we do we'll catch you next monday love you bye